Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. Wow, oh my God, so much love. I love my, this is my church. I love my family. I love to just be here. It's such an amazing service today. I mean, the worship team, let's just put our hands and just appreciate God for your life. God is awesome. Amen. Yes. Thank you so much. I mean, I love church. I love church. I love night prayers and I love Sunday services. I am one of those Christian sisters who take out their time during the week to prepare for church, you know? And like, okay, what am I going to wear? Okay, so what am I going to look like? And then I take out my clothes. I'm looking at the mirror like, oh, yes, hallelujah. So this is all good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it because, I mean, we're here. We are not at work trying to be all professional. We are not on the street trying to be cool. We are in the presence of the Lord where he, he's just here. He knows our insecurities. He knows our background. He knows where we're coming from. But he chooses to love us and choose us and set us apart for himself. Knowing that truth, knowing that reality, that is what I stand on. It gives me freedom to just party in church and like, yeah, this is my party. This is my dancing and worship to God because we have, we live as in that freedom that God has given us, and we are set apart for that. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I, uh, my name is Precious, and I moved here 2014. There's not so much to talk about, about me, but God has been faithful, and I've been in SOS Church since then. I've been stuck here, and it's been such a beautiful place to be. So, sometimes when you're stuck somewhere, it's not all that bad. <laughs> it can be very good, and I appreciate God for that. I just want to give a testimony about how I got here. God has been faithful. There are a lot of things he has been doing. But I want to share this testimony. Back home in Nigeria, uh, my, I'm a Nigerian. So my mom had been trying to process our paper to come here, me and my sister. It didn't work out. So she tried severally when we were under 18. It never worked. And so it got to a point in my life, I like, oh, you know what? Let me just forget about this. This is never working. Let's just give up and that. And I had to restructure my life. I got into the university. So I was like, okay, when I finish, I get a job. Or then I started learning tailoring. I was like, okay, or maybe I can have my own business. So I had my plans. But then when I was in my final year, my mom gave us a call and told us that, you know what? They finally granted your papers to come here. It was such a miracle when she told us, in two weeks' time, you, you have to travel down here. It was so amazing. And God gave me an insight into how it works, that when God sets you apart for your time, for your generation, for a calling, for something he has given you, he is more than able to see that you come into fulfillment of what God has given you because it is his will. Amen. Amen. 
So I just want to thank God for that, and I want to just thank the Holy Spirit for giving me a word today, and I pray that it will encourage, encourage us, it will strengthen us, and, 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 and it will just bring a change in our heart. And I want to thank Pastor Christopher and his beautiful wife, Haley, for giving me their platform that God, God has given to them to share a word. I am so humble, sir. <laughs> I want to thank you for that. And I want to encourage us to keep praying for them. Yeah. Let's just keep praying, putting them in our prayers. Our team for this month is all things new. So I'm supposed to work with this. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> all things new. And, and, and this is a declaration. And it's not something that we're just saying, but a declaration. God is, is moving us from here into a new facility. And it's not just that. It's not just the building. But God is doing something also in our life, in our inside. It's bringing a change in the spirit. So we are moving and transforming into something beautiful. So I want us to back them in prayers. Let's just pray for grace to grace, from glory to glory, from spiritual blessings upon them. So I just want to encourage you that God is bringing us into a new thing. He has been bringing us far to this time that we are now. We've seen a lot of miracles. We've seen a lot of transformation. We've seen a lot of challenges. But God is taking us to something beautiful that he will even do much more. So God wants to encourage us today by a word set apart. Amen. Set apart. I just want us to put our hands in our heart. Let's pray. I can talk and be very fast. I will try to slow down. Uh, it's hard for me to start a conversation, so I am that type that finds words. But when I start talking, you'll be like, eh, no, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So let's put our hands in our heart and let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We pray that your word, O oh God, will become flesh. And it will just go deep down in our heart into our challenges, into where we are right now into those scars, into that pains, into that anxiety, into that thing, so God, that make us to cry at night. I pray that your world will begin to break, begin to change, begin to transform, begin to redeem, begin to restore in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So today we're looking at, oh, thank you. Set apart, set apart. What does it mean to be set apart? It means to separate something and keep it for a special purpose. That is us for dictionary. But then when we look at the Bible and we be able to pick out some explanations to what it means to be set apart. It means to set apart from common things unto holy purposes. To set apart from worldly affairs unto God's calling. To be holy, have an eternal purpose and bring glory to God's kingdom. It means you have been chosen as a member of God's people and by extension become separated from society in the manner of your life. It also means to have a different value system and this affects your entire lifestyle. Amen. Today we have different institutions, different group of people coming together, setting themselves apart to event things, to bring an ideology, to, to bring fulfill desires. But as a children of God, God has set us apart 
God has brought us here together as SOS Church, not because we're trying to invent things, not because we're trying to fulfill our desires, not because we have something we want to bring forth, but because God has showed us so much mercy and he has so, showed us so much love and he called us his people. That is why we are set apart today. Amen. So we are here because God chose us from the billions of people out there. Amen. Psalm 20 verse 7 says that some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. Amen. That is why we are set apart people. Amen. Amen. So once you give your life to God, you come into a relationship with God where all things are passed away and we become new creation and God set us apart. So we become saved by hearing the word of God, by believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. Then we become set apart. We become saved. Amen. When we look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says that, But you are a choosing people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. Isn't it so beautiful to see what God speaks over us? This is what the Bible speaks over us. When we look, when God looks at us, this is how he sees us. He sees you as a royal priesthood, a choosing nation, God's special possession, that we were once in darkness, but God brought us into light. That we were once not people of God, but now we are people of God. Once we were in sin, in darkness, where the end gain of it was death, right? But God brought us out of that because of his loving kindness and mercy. And he set us apart for himself. And now he look at you and tell you, you are choosing people. You are royal priesthood. You are holy nation. You are now light. You are now my people. Amen. So when God set us apart, we begin to act different and live different, not from the way we used to be, not in our old self. The things that gave us pleasure no longer gives us pleasure. We begin to act and live. Our friendship, our relationship we keep becomes different from what the world deems is okay. The culture is going one way, but we are going the way of the Lord. Amen. God set us apart. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, there, says that, thank you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. Amen. That is amazing to know. Amen. So we are choosing when we believe with our heart. We are choosing when we believe as an individual, but together in a collective community of God's body as SOS, we are set apart. Amen. So we are stepping into something new. We are set apart. Amen. Amen. But sometimes it doesn't feel that way. But most times it doesn't feel that way because of the reality that is before us, because of the things that we have to go through on our everyday life. Because of the challenges, because of the way the world is being structured, we try to fit in. We try to do, do as, behave as every other person. We have the challenges, the insecurities. 
the fears, the anxiety to step out in what God has called you to do, being in your job, being an employee, being a father, being a mother at home, being a child in that family. It can be challenging and you feel like, what is my role? How do I, how do I be distincted? How should I walk in what God has called me to do? How should I be the light that God has spoken as I am now, as a people of God? We have that. Or maybe it's our scars. Our wound, our past that keeps telling us and speaking something different from what God has spoken in our life in First Peter. That you are chosen, that you are royal, that you are special people. But the, security, the insecurities, the scars, the pain, the rejection keep telling you otherwise. Keep telling you, you know what, that word is talking about someone else. It talks about Bella, not about me. That is not for you. Or maybe the fear tells you, I can be the one leading worship. I can be the one serving in the street. I can be the one doing this because I cannot do it. Amen. Most times it feels that way. But today we're going to look at stories in the Bible. People that God set apart for himself, for his will, for his name. Amen. I'm just going to drink water. Thank you. So we look at the book of Judges 11, verse 1 to 11. But before we go into, I'm just going to give us a background story of what happened. The book of Judges demonstrates the constant love and faithfulness of God, intervening mercifully on the people that were oppressed. God raised a man, anointed that man with his spirit, and used that man for great signs and wonders of deliverance. Amen. So when we look at verse 10, before we go into 11, it talks about that the children of Israelite, am I too fast for you? No, thank you. <laughs> so it talked about that the children of Israelite had against sin against God. So they stopped worshiping God. They put, pick up other gods, the God of Baal, the God of Ammonites, the God of Philistine, and they started worshiping this God. And we know what the word of God says, that a God is a jealous God. He wants us for himself. So they started worshiping this God, and God gave them up into slavery in the hands of the Ammonites and the Philistines. And they were there for 18 years. They were in pain. They were oppressed. And it got to a point, they felt like, God, you know, we've sinned against you. Please forgive us. Have mercy. Send someone. Deliver us. Save us. Amen. So now we're going to read Judges chapter 11, verse 1 to 11. Let's just turn the Bible, otherwise it's at the screen. And it says that, Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilad, his mother was a prostitute. Gilad's wife also bore him sons, and when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You are not going to get an inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. And they drove him out of the family. Amen. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob, where a gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him. Amen. Amen. We could see that in the book of Judges. I'm going to pause there and I will explain and then we'll move forward. Amen. Amen. So we could see that the book of Judges 
carefully analyzes the life of this boy, Jephthah. The Bible says that his father was a Gilead, his mother was a prostitute. So it meant that the father left his wife and had an affair, and which brought a result of having this child to the home. And at that time, it's a taboo. Even in our generation now, it's been frowned upon to do that. So Jephthah's life become... Uh, uh, become a life that emphasizes his father's unfaithfulness. So can you imagine this child growing up in this home, in this background where he wasn't accepted by his brothers, he wasn't accepted by the, by the stepmother, so he was constantly in pain. He was constantly searching for who he is. And if the Bible writes about it, it means that the whole community might know about what happened. I mean, you could just see chapter and, and, and make example of him. So you could see that he his life became that life that constantly remind the people, their home, their family, the pain of the past. So Jephthah was born into this. This became who he is. And this became where he grew up from. Amen. So can you just picture the life of this child growing up in this home? Where I could just imagine him trying to like every night crying and thinking, I'm going to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and forget about all this. And then he wake up tomorrow into his reality, into the same pain, into the same rejection. And I could just imagine people walking past him and projecting negativity in his life and telling me, you know what? Because you are the son of prostitute, you will end up being nothing. You will end up being a thief. You will end up being whatever was projecting in his life. And he kept fighting it. No, no, that will not be me. But then it got to a point where he had to accept it. Because that is what he was constantly being told. That is what, what is constantly environment that he was living in. And we could see that when he moved to Tob, where is the land of uh, uh, scoundrels they live? It means he finally accepted it. Like, this is who I am. So let me accept it being a place where I can be me. Amen. So we're going to read further in verse 4. It says... Sometime later, when the Ammonites were fighting against Israel, the elders, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. They said, come, be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Jephthah said to them, don't you hate me and drive me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you are in trouble? And the elders of Gilead said to him, nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Come with us to fight the Ammonites, and you will be head over all of us who live in Gilead. Amen. We could see that the people cried out to the Lord to save them. And now they are going to Jephthah to beg him to come and be his, their commander and to help them to fight against the Philistines. But Jephthah saw his people, saw these elders, and his mind started playing on him. And the scars and the wound and the pain and the rejection started speaking something different in him. Because the devil saw that it was getting closer to what God has set him apart for. For the greatness that lies in him. But the mind keep playing and telling the people, but you rejected me. But you drove me hard. But you never accepted me. But you spoke this. The pain kept on coming. But I love the way the elders responded. They said to him, they said, Nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Amen. Nevertheless, we are turning to you now. 
And the word nevertheless is an adverb that says that something happened despite there were a lot of things that were supposed to stop it from happening. Amen. Nevertheless, and I want to speak the word of God over you today. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the scars of your past. I don't understand the things that make you cry at night. But I'm telling you that the word of God says that you are chosen. You are royal priesthood. You are holy nation. And God... And God has set you apart. So I'm speaking to you today. The word of God is saying, nevertheless your pain, nevertheless your scars, nevertheless the wound, nevertheless the fear. God is for you and he has chose you. And he's going to do a quick walk unto righteousness through your life. And the Lord is saying, nevertheless I love you. Nevertheless I forgive you. Nevertheless, I still set you out from the billions of people. I know you, but I choose to choose you. Nevertheless, amen. And we can also see in Exodus, in the life of another man, Moses. We all know the life, the story of Moses, how he was born in the time of slavery, how uh, the Pharaoh daughter picked him up and nursed him. And he wasn't accepted by his people, and he wasn't neither accepted fully by the Pharaoh. So he tried to, stop, to, to save his people, and he ended up killing somebody. And he ran to Midian, where he got married to Jethro's daughter, Zephorah. I've been trying to know that word. <laughs> Amen. So this became his lifestyle, right? He ran from where he was, and he came to something new. This became his lifestyle, rearing and taking care of Jethro's sheep. But the Lord always have a way of changing our comfort zone. Amen. So God, while he was rearing this sheep, the bush started burning and mysteriously started speaking to him. God started speaking to him and telling him, Moses, I've heard the cry of my people. I am their God, and I want to use you to set the billions of Israelites free in the goal. I have decided that, and I'm going to use you. You know what happened? Uh, you, my flesh kicked in. Moses started giving excuses to God why he shouldn't be the one to do the job. Why he shouldn't be the one to go and do that which God has already set, up, set him apart for a long time. He said, you know what, God? The people, I, I'm afraid I, I won't be able. And God said, you know what? I will equip you. God gave him different things to do. And he's like, no, God, you know, I am not eloquent enough. And God still was patient with him. And then he got to a point, he was like, God, I've been trying to like tell you that I'm not the one, but you're still like insisting. Okay, I'm just going to be blunt now. Lord, please send someone that's not me. But thank God for his patience with us. Amen. So Moses kept listing. It's so very easy for us to list the things that we do not have. The things that we cannot do. And we list it before God. Forgetting that he is omnipotent and his omnipresence. Amen. So he kept listing. Lord, I'm not eloquent. As if God needs his eloquence to part the rest sea. God doesn't need him to speak so good for him to feed his children manners. Amen. He is God. He is more than able. So if he sets you out to do something, if he brings you to be the pastor in this church, if he puts you to be the boss in your work, if he puts you to be the mother, 
to your kids, the husband, to that wife, the child in that home. He is more than able and capable to see that his will comes to pass. It's never about us. We just have to trust in him. We just have to die to ourselves that God is capable to do his will. Let him be God. He's God on by himself. He was not elected into power. Amen. He speaks word and things that are not begun to be. So if God has chosen you, if God has given you a calling, if God has given you a dream, you better start stepping into that because God is able to do that through you. Amen. Jeremiah said, oh God, I am just a youth. And Gideon said, oh God, I am the least and the least in my family. We tend to tell God where we have and what we do not have. It's God all by himself. He's the one that can pick the rejected, the unlikely, the unwanted, and use it to glorify his name. Amen. That is how God works. So when God tells you that you are chosen, it's not for us to be able to feel like we are better than the world. No, it's because God has been walking that way. That is how God works. When we look at the Bible, God pick an ordinary person and place them into position and use them. So God pick you out, nevertheless where you're coming from, to use you. Amen. So why does God set us apart? Why does God set us apart? I'm just going to do this. Oh, to show. Oh, yeah. Why does God set us apart? Is it so that we can prove to God that we love him? No. Is it because for us to feel that we are better than others or we feel different? No. God set us apart. He's so passionate in setting us apart for himself because... To show forth, he wants to show forth his goodness through us. Amen. God wants to show his goodness through us. And when we look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says that, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Philippians 2, verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act, in order to fulfill his good purposes. Amen. And Matthew 5 verse 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deed and glorify your Father in heaven. This is why God set us apart. Amen. This is why God set us apart. So God picked us and chose us and set us apart so we can display his goodness, so we can display his peace, so we can display his love, his mercy in this world that people, amen, that people will look at us and genuinely want that Jesus, that Jesus that, that, that came from heaven that we could not reach to because of sin, but he came down into sin so he can reach to us and to touch us and to love us and to show that he's a good father that Jesus God wants to use us to display so that people will look at us and like oh brother what is that that makes you so happy who is that that makes you smile who is that that makes you even when you don't understand where you are right now you don't understand what is going on but you still believe that God is faithful God want to display that Jesus through us God want to show to people to the world what it is to be a people of value a people of modesty a people of generosity so that 
people will look and want, I mean, people want to be valued. People want to have peace. Who doesn't want to have peace? People want to be valued not for what they can give or what they have, but for what they are created to be by God. People want freedom. Not to be in peace constantly. Not to be nervous, anxious, or in depression. No. People want to be free. And God has set us free. And he wants to use us to display that. That he is a good father. That he can give good gifts to those who search for him. So that they also will receive and partake in the goodness of the Lord. Amen. So I'm here to speak to you. To speak to that fear. To that anxiety, to that that you said it makes you eloquent and we feel like God, I am not good enough. Let it be, let it be him, let it be her. You know, she, she can speak all the words, she can speak all the English. He 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 has the economy. No, not me. Or when I get there, when I am there, then I can do it. But God wanna use you here, God wanna use you where you are, God wanna use you in the place that you are in right now, so that to show forth his goodness. Amen. Amen. So I want to just tell us to focus on what God has, what God can do. Let's not focus on the things that we don't have because it births scarcity mentality. But let's focus on what God can do, what he has. Then it births abundant mentality. So when you're walking majestically, even in the challenges and the things that are falling, you know that you are relying in the one and only source, which is God. Amen. So I'm telling the fears right now, and I'm speaking to that anxiety. I'm speaking to that insecurity that nevertheless God has set us apart as SOS Church in this new season we are stepping in as a mother in your home to do and show forth his goodness so we are not going to shut down so we are not going to give up we're not going to let the lies of the devil to shrink us we keep on going further we keep on going broader we keep on going wider because God is in control amen Amen. God is good. God is good. So we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Amen. So we keep praying. Yes, sister. We keep worshiping God. We keep, keep going out the street and declaring the, the goodness of God. We keep standing and preaching. We keep prophesying. We keep declaring. We keep standing out in our job to be the only one to speak the truth. Yes, I will do that because God is in control. It's not by our power, neither by our strength, but by the spirit, said the Lord. Amen. So I just want us to stand on our feet like children who are not defeated, but children who stand in the victory of God and just begin to just appreciate God for his goodness and his mercy and his love upon us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that the fears are broken right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that the insecurities are falling down right now. Thank you, Jesus, that we are set apart for you, that we are set apart, that we are chosen for you. Amen. So we're just going to go into worship 
and the worship team is just coming up and we're going to go into worship and just praise God for his goodness knowing what he has spoken over us knowing what the word of God speaks over us that is our truth that we stand on we don't stand on the things that we see we stand on the word of God that if he has put you there that if he has brought you this far that is able to make sure that his will come true in your life amen Let's just worship God. Thank you, Lord. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.